Welcome to the We Are The Church podcast. This podcast features real people with real life stories from GBC. While these stories are their lived experience and we are thankful for their honesty and vulnerability in sharing with us, we are aware that sometimes topics raised and issues discussed on the pod might cause the listeners distress or in some situations be triggering. This podcast deals with themes of adoption and parenting. If you need emergency assistance, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or their website is lifeline.org.au. If you need additional assistance, non-urgent support, contact a counselling service such as Hopefield on their website, hopefield.org.au, or call them on 02-9545-0299, or speak to your pastor or trusted friend. Welcome to the We Are The Church podcast, hosted by me, Adam, and my beautiful wife, Brianna. Throughout the podcast, you'll hear and experience people's stories of faith in action to encourage, strengthen, and inspire you. They're the real-life stories of people from Gaimia Baptist Church and our local community. There will be a few laughs, serious chats, and amazing encounters with God through the love and hope of Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast reaches you on a deep level and encourages you on your own journey of discovery and faith. I'm Adam, and I've got my beautiful wife with us, Brianna. Hello, hello. And tonight we have Medwin Hinton with us. How's it going? All right, thank you. Good to have you with us. So and good to have you with oh us. Oh my Medwin. gosh, this is awesome. <laughs> Could you please tell us a little bit about yourself, Medwin? Um, Okay, so I am a mother of three, uh, two adults, uh, girls, Kira and Ziel, and uh, a 15-year-old Garrick. Uh, I'm married to Peter. Uh, I am on staff at church, uh, so I coordinate our playtime groups, which there are currently four. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also a science teacher and... and I've been coming to Gaimia Baptist for 27 years, 27? I want to say. Fantastic. <laughs> Something like that. Awesome. Nearly nice. the big 3-0. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't remind her. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's so good. It is a long time. <laughs> yeah. So, Med, when you mentioned that you were part of Playtime, what is Playtime? Uh, so, Playtime is our ministry where we welcome in uh, families, so grandparents, parents, carers, sometimes Mm -hmm. nannies, um, with kids who are not at school yet. And they come in the mornings and we run a fun, safe space for them to connect, have some, you know, a listening ear, um, do a bit of singing and story and craft and things that toddlers like to do. Mm. Um, But it's really more about the the parents getting out and connecting. Having some community. And so, yeah, and we – God sends us people all the time and we, you know, rarely do we advertise. But, um, yeah, there's a need out there for a space for people to get out with their toddlers rather than being stuck at home. So Fantastic. It's great. Yeah, nice. And do people have to be part of Gaimi Baptist Church to be part of Playtime? They do not. Um, oh, in fact, I'd say way less than half of our Playtime groups are from the church. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, sometimes people walk past and – Say, you know, what's going on here? I've got a little one. <laughs> Can I come along? <laughs> Fantastic. And we say, sure. <laughs> yeah, welcome in. Come on, let's yeah. go. <laughs> excellent. It's excellent. so good. I love that. 
And um, so you mentioned you're married to Peter and yes. you've got three lovely children. Yep. Some of them grown up to adults now. Um, are they also part of Gaimi Baptist Church? Yes, they are. Um, Peter and I, when we came here, we had no kids. Um, Kira is will be 21 shortly. So, yeah, so they've all, the kids have all grown up in the church. Yep. Oh, that's cool. um, when we moved, we, we were at Wollongong for uni. Um, that's where we met and got married and we moved here. We were recently poor uni students, just got just got jobs. Well, Peter got a job yeah. <laughs> and we had no car and I had always been at a Baptist church. So we walked here from Sutherland because that was the closest Baptist church. Yeah, nice. And, and we've are. been here ever since. <laughs> Fantastic. And now she w- walks from Miranda. <laughs> Occasionally, but not very often. <laughs> and you have a car now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. That's yes. right. She has we a do. car now. <laughs> Maybe a couple of cars. Uh, how exciting. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it's it's so lovely. Uh, there's many people who have been here for uh, a long time and have um, families here. And, mm. and we also have a lovely community who uh, – just starting out as well, you know, mm. recently joined the church and everything yep. in between. And I, I know it's wonderful, all the different people that you get to talk yep, with. Absolutely. And the different stages um, and where they're at. Age mm. ranges, stages. Yep. Absolutely. We've yeah. been through all that. We, you know, came as young marrieds and yep. then we were a young family and now we're, a, you know, hoping to kick the kids out of the nest <laughs> family. <laughs> Hope, hopeful empty nesters. Hopeful empty nesters, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wonderful. Um, Medwin, what's something people may not know about you? Um, oh, probably quite a bit because I kind of keep a lot back, I think. Okay. <laughs> um, but maybe they may not know that I grew up in Dubbo, so I'm a country girl at heart because ah. I actually grew up on a farm, not in Dubbo. An okay. actual um, farm farm? An actual farm farm, yes. <laughs> Did you farm um, any, anything particular? particular uh, we just had a mixed or? farm, so we had hmm. – um, we had pigs, uh, but we also had sheep and cattle and grew crops. And okay. Yeah. Cool. We did Multi-farm. not have horses, much to my <laughs> despair, but uh, that's okay. Ponies. <laughs> we had chickens. Chickens. Cool. Chickens are good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. So, yeah, my, my um, Peter, my husband, is um, very much a city lad. Um, mm-hmm. So he, from Wollongong, was very happy to move to Sydney. I was like, yeah, whatever, wherever God takes us, kind of thing. But yeah. um, I do like to get out into the into the open spaces. But he's not so keen on the open spaces <laughs> generally. But yep, that's okay. And do you have family in Dubbo still? I do. My parents moved into Dubbo off the farm, and my sister is there with her family. So oh, we get out there once or twice a year. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Have a so big family catch up. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, and get nice. the country fix. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yep, indeed. My sister's got a few acres, so she um, she has four boys and a girl, and um, so they they have motorbikes and things that Garrick just loves. Yep. Um, awesome. Yeah. The best. Yeah. So you get to see the stars. I love the stars in the country, which you don't get to see in the city. And now, fresh air. It's a real thing, right? Mm. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is a such a thing. And the stars, as, as you said, like you go out there and there's no light. To stop the star, to mm. stop seeing the stars at night, it's so spectacular. Yes. Yeah. Like when we go to Orange and stuff like that, or Bathurst, I know that's the same area, but you know, like, mm. or even the Southern Highlands, it's, it's just phenomenal to get away from the city and see the stars. Absolutely. And, and there's nothing better, like just the simplicity of being out in God's creation mm. yep. and enjoying, yeah, the nights, especially by the fire, looking up at the stars. 
and just tenting it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you probably don't need to camp when you go out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, we don't. I did go on a, a camp with because I'm a school teacher mm. um, a couple of weeks ago with Year 9. Oh, nice. We were in the Southern Highlands and we, oh, we cool. actually got to do some stargazing there, which was nice. But, yeah. Um, yeah, my grandfather was actually into stargazing. I, I don't know how how or why he knew much about the stars because <laughs> he was did. a farmer all his life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, he used. I remember he used to, you know, tell me about this. Constellations and things, mm. and yeah, amazing. So nice. And he had to read the sky. He, he fed me some of my science, you know, curiosity. I think, along with my dad, who used to bring home snake skins and you know anything he could find <laughs> out on the farm that he thought I might be interested in, and I was. Yep. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, which reminds me, yesterday Kira's got a bit of this too. We um, saw some powerful owls in our backyard. <gasps> some owls, yeah, powerful we, owls. We heard them. Yeah. yeah, and um, we went out and saw them, and there was a family, oh, um, wow. two, you know, parents and a little one. Only they're not so little; they're like sixty centimeters big. Oh wow! And um, oh, wow. yeah, and we, we listened, like we looked up the sound and found out that that's what they were. So yeah, exciting. I love nature. Yes. Yeah. How yes. do you look up the sound for an owl? Uh, uh, a lot of YouTube. Yeah, generally. okay. Trying to suss it out. I'm like, yeah. I don't have a Shazam for that, do they? <laughs> yeah. There's an app for everything, no, but we not could for that. see it because it was it was like right there in the closest yeah, tree in our backyard, of, and yeah, we nice. could see sort of the size and the pattern a little bit, even though it was dark. Mm. Um, and we just shone a torch on it, and um, nice. yeah. Sort of looked it up in the bird book and thought it was probably this or that, and then we YouTubed it. And yeah. So, ah, so is this their normal area? Did did it apparently sort of yes, but we've never had them before. Or? So, oh. yeah. Well, hopefully they might set up home and come mm. back again next year. Yes, cool. indeed. <laughs> so we're going to change gears a bit. Um, is there a particular book um, or series of books that you've influenced you in your faith journey? Yes. I. There are lots <laughs> <laughs> because I used to be until I got too tired and too distracted probably by, you know, social media and phones and things. Yeah. Sure. Um, I used to be a huge reader. Um mm. Uh, so I grew up with a lot of Patricia St. John. I don't know if you know that. Some some mm. people listening possibly would. Sure. Uh, a lot of allegories of faith. So she's a Christian author. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and funnily enough, I wasn't really into Narnia, which is a sort of a similar thing, you yeah. know, okay. allegories of faith. Yeah. Um, yeah. So but, that's her but, kind of thing, similar to what Yeah, Narnia I would guess be. so, okay. yeah. Sort of stories that have – Parallels with Bible stories, yeah, yeah, Christian, and, yeah, similarities or something, yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. yeah right. So there's, I grew up reading a lot of those, um, and so, but one of the ones that I read, or more recently, like as an adult, um, is a Ted Decker book called. It's a series called The Circle, mm-hmm. um, and so he's an author. He's written a lot of Christian books, um, bit. Different, bit like you know, you <laughs> want to be a bit cautious if you're going to go take my recommendation and go yeah. and read it. Don't come and say, <laughs> "Why did you recommend this?" <laughs> um, but yeah, the the Circle series has four four books, um, and they are called. So the first one is called Black. They're all colours. The last one is green. I think black, red, white, and green. Okay, and um, they basically they. He sort of goes between this. It's got a bit of a scientific bent, so that's probably partly mm-hmm. why I liked it. Um, yeah. Sort of, but he sort of goes between this world and this other imaginary world, mm. um, and he goes between the two um, and the main character. And but the other world is like 
Garden of Eden initially. Like mm. it's perfect. You know, mm. there's no, there's no sin. There's you know, and okay. so again, it's allegorical. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But then you know, various things happen, and and there's there's temptation, and sin enters the world, and everything's changed, and uh, it's just really okay. Yeah, it really made me think about I don't know about the impact of sin. I think particularly yeah, yeah. different perspectives, yeah. and then of course, red goes on and talks about sacrifice and blood and you know there's and white is to do with the bride of Christ and mm. yeah so nice it's it's really yeah mm. I'm looking for a new book series mm. <laughs> I might have to check mm. that one out <laughs> and I'm sure you can get it on audible if you want to listen to it people maybe it might you, be an audible oh, book I suspect so he's a you know reasonably well-known author <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Oh, cool okay yeah. excellent thanks for the tip Medwin. Yeah, good yeah. Tip. so could you share a little bit about when you became a Christian Yes, I could. So I grew up in a Christian home. Um, I was born in Brisbane. So, you know, technically I can claim to be a Queenslander. Uh, <laughs> I lived there for about three years, I think, <laughs> which, I, which I have like Queensland. two memories. <laughs> two memories. <laughs> um, I, I kind of – I'm not really a sporty person. Sorry, <laughs> so I don't really go for anybody in any <laughs> uh, <laughs> except for Australia is. in the cricket. I, I follow cricket a little bit. I used to follow cricket. I used to be Canterbury supporter. Okay, but, you know, <laughs> in my school times when you had yeah. to, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, but when yeah, my dad when I was born, he was going to QBI, which is the Queensland Bible Institute. So. Yeah, so my mum and dad are both from Christian families, mm-hmm. both Christians, and we were brought up as Christians. So um, living on the farm, we went to a tiny little country church where there were often no other kids. Um, there were some local families at different points throughout my childhood. Um, and mum actually ran for a time a... Um, a Sunday school of sorts, but not at the church in one of the local villages, okay. which is kind of 20 minutes away. Yeah. Um, and I do remember having a – I've got no idea what, whether who was telling this story or whatever, but I remember this moment where um, someone was talking about a chair or there was a story being read or whatever um, and, and about – how you sit on a chair and you trust that the chair is going to hold you up. Like I sat down here oh, tonight I and I didn't, yep. you know, wonder whether the mm-hmm. chair might hold me up. I just yep. had faith, yeah, had faith yep. that, that the chair would hold me up. Um, <laughs> yep. And I remember that first time thinking about, you know, the analogy was, you know, God is faithful. You know, we can trust him. Yep. Like we trust things in our everyday life like chairs to hold us up. Mm-hmm. Um, and God is, you know, ultimately Way more faithful than that. So, um, so I remember that um, as a child, and then uh, I remember I went to Girls Brigade. Mm -hmm. I must have gone from like early primary school, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was at a Girls Brigade camp, like out in far western somewhere, New South Wales, (laughs) um, tenting and, you know, I I actually went to a lot of camps as a kid. We lived near a campsite, relatively near a campsite. Um, We went to a lot of different camps. So I sort of skipped from camp to camp a little bit in my my Christian life. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, at that camp I first realised that my faith needed to be my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I could ask God to live in my heart and he would be with me, you know, always. Oh, cool. um, and, 
yeah, so I did that and I remember the feeling of relief that, you know, God had, he promised, he he sent his son to die to take my sin so I didn't have to suffer the consequences of my sin and oh. I sort of felt that lifted off me and I felt that sort of lightness and joy. And, oh, great. Yeah, so and I was, you know, I don't know, year three or four or something, pretty young yep. at that point, yeah. But nice. you knew, you but knew, I knew the power yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. So, what a significant age to find out too. Yeah. Formidable too, like early on and you can Yeah, I think grow up that was too, yeah. In more ways than one. <laughs> yeah, because and the faith journey as well as your you know, natural journey, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Anybody's life is full of bumps and and oh, roads and things, you know, bumps and humps and <laughs> whatever, yeah. ups and downs. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, roller coaster. But um yeah, when you've when you sort of know, when you have that history, I think with God and you can always look back and go, you know, I remember this experience and that experience and, you know, God's always there and he loves yeah. me and, you know. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Nice. And then so from that young age, was there an opportunity for you to get baptised at some point? or uh, There was, um, but that didn't happen because there was no, my little country church didn't have a baptistry. Yeah. Mm. Um, we were sort of associated with Wellington Wellington Baptist Church, and they did have a baptistry, but I I never saw never saw a baptism yep. until I went to uni in Wollongong, and the very first week that I went to Wollongong Baptist Church, um, they had a baptism, and I'm ah, like, this is what, what is, is this? What is this? <laughs> what is this thing? Oh, right, <laughs> baptism. Yeah. So, cool. um, yeah. So, but it took me till the end of the year. And but yeah, I was baptized at Wollongong Baptist at the okay. end of my first year of uni. Fantastic. Oh, nice. Yeah. And for those listening in who maybe don't know what baptism mm. is, what what did that involve? Um, so at a Baptist church, baptism involves um, it's baptism by immersion, which means you go under the water, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it's a it's it's basically an opportunity for you to publicly say, "I'm following Jesus." Mm-hmm. And you know this is this is what I'm going to continue to do, and, yeah. and I want to tell everybody about it. Yeah. Um, and so it's a symbol. Think like it fits really well with me liking allegories. <laughs> like it makes sense to me. Mm. You you sort of go under the water, and it's like you've died to your sins because Christ took them for you. Mm-hmm. He died, and then He rose again, and you can rise as a new person in Christ. So you come up out of the water, mm. and it, yeah, it's that public declaration is that symbol that. You know, you're following Jesus now. Mm. Yeah. Again, another so. powerful moment, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And even though, you know, it was some time since I'd be obviously become a Christian as a child, really, mm-hmm. um, it was, yeah, I knew that that needed, that needed to be done. Like it was sure. a, a step of faith yeah. that should yeah. be part of my journey. Yeah. yeah nice. So. Mm. Okay. So we know you currently, sorry, not just serve, but you're on staff here at mm. GBC. Um do you serve in the community as well, other than GPC? Um, not really, I don't think. Um, so at school, apart from teaching science, I have run lunchtime Bible study groups. So if you okay. count that as a bit of a service, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, it's just a nice way to connect with the students on a different level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. um, I, as well as running, like, c- coordinating the team who run Kidzone here, mm-hmm. I mean, playtime here, I also help at Kidzone. So mm. I'm yeah. on a Sunday sometimes to be found upstairs 
Okay. Hanging out with the preschool kids and nice, you know, nice. sharing God's love and helping them experience God's truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have in the past been part of the music team. Ah, oh, that's exciting. Flute. Yeah. Nice. Um, a flute player. Yes, yeah, yeah. Amazing. So I used to do that. Um, my husband is ever the supportive. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think what the word is, but yeah. Um, when we had little kid, when we had the two girls, I used to come and because you have to come early to practice for, yeah. for yes. worship. So I used <laughs> to come early and he would get the girls breakfast and ready for church and then <laughs> they'd come to church and he'd sort of look after them and I'd be playing, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, but that was good. Uh, I enjoy I enjoy worship mm. and um, I'm I'm okay at singing but <laughs> and I'm okay at flute playing now. I used to be a lot better but, um, <laughs> yeah, I just think. It'll be great to be in heaven singing with all nations. Oh, Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Mm. And when, when you, you mentioned that you were doing uh, running some Bible study at mm-hmm. school, what does that look like to, to be able to do Bible study at school? Um, so usually you there's like it's a volunteer thing. The biblical studies teachers usually coordinate it and they just put the word out and say, would anybody like to – be part of this and help run a Bible study group, um, yeah. and so it's optional. You know, you just pick a pick a lunchtime usually, and just put it out out there that the to the girls like I, I ran it with girls mm-hmm. um, a particular year. So I pick them up in year seven and take them through to year twelve, and yep. once a fortnight usually we'd just get together and. We just talk to them about what they want to do. So sometimes we did the Alpha Youth Alpha videos, yeah, um, and just chat about faith that way. Um, often the kids, so it's a Christian school that I work at, but often they don't have much. Um, it's a lot of them come with not much church experience, like their families don't go to church, and so there's often lots of questions. And yeah, yeah that's good because so. it creates yeah, cool. a space, like you said, for them to come and yeah. be curious and yeah. And that's right. hear about it and ask the questions. And yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. really good. It's kind of got a little bit put oh, like out of whack with COVID in the last couple of years. Oh, but yeah. Of you course, know, yeah. We'll get back into it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And a, a safe space, I think, too, for people to walk, you know, walk through different seasons together and have that support network and hmm. people to pray together with. And Yeah, I think praying mm. is pretty powerful. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Um, Teenagers have a lot on their minds. They've, you know, got a lot of change going on and a lot of stress at times. So, yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. It's praying, praying. They appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. So, Medwin, who would, if there was someone that you wanted to share about being significant in your Christian walk, who who might that be? Hmm. Or maybe there's a couple of people. Well, I think there's actually a lot of people. Like, I think I... I just love the fact that we have a body of Christ, like, you know, so many yep. different people. So um, I said I went to Girls Brigade, so I'll, like my Girls Brigade teachers taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I went to camps, like the speakers who come to those sorts of, you know, kids, teens, Christian mm. camps, you know, yep. I learned a lot from. Um, my parents, obviously, you know, we they were very faithful in doing devotions, you know, to read the Bible after dinner and um, so, yeah, 
like even even like the pastors in the country church, like everyone sort of had a part to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like the staff here, I feel like, you know, I learn a lot from them. Mm. Um, nice. My life group, you know, I've, I've had three life groups, no, four life groups in the time that I've been at GBC. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, all of them have, you know, had an impact on me. Mm. Um, probably the the one story um, that I'd want to share was, so when we went to uni um, and I started going to Wollongong Baptist Church because as a kid, I don't remember missing a Sunday at church ever. Like, mm. yeah, I just just sun, wasn't a you thing. just went to church. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, nobody must have ever been sick on a Sunday because we never miss church. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, every <laughs> um, week. Yep. Yeah, cool. and um, so when I went to to uni, you know, and I was seventeen and a half, um, and six hours away from home. Yeah, um, I just. You just went to church because that's what you do. And mm. Wollongong Baptist Church were amazing at that time. They probably still are at welcoming uni students because you you know you're in a uni town. Yeah, teenagers come and yeah. you, you want to work. They were so good at welcoming. Oh, cool. And there was this one couple who um, welcomed me, um, and then Peter started coming later in first year um, to church and welcomed him and. Then a couple of years, let me think, no, 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 whenever it was that we got engaged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this couple just, they were just always really welcoming and, you know, they they probably, I was thinking about this possibly about the age I am now, I think. Yeah. Maybe then. Um, and, yeah, when, so, you know, we... Got to know them over three years, and then um, they they knew us so well <laughs> that it was my birthday, and that was a Saturday, um, and then and on the Sunday after that, um, they had invited. I, th- I think it was actually a church wide thing. They had a, like a lunch you know, where everybody went to someone's for lunch and we happened to be going to their place with a few other people. It was like a mm. table of eight or whatever they call cool. it where, you know, you get to know a few people from church. Yeah. Um, so after church that day we went to their place for lunch and they had for dessert after lunch an engagement cake <gasps> <gasps> because they knew, <laughs> even though we hadn't said anything, <laughs> that Peter was going to ask me to marry him oh, on beautiful. my birthday, which was the day before. So. Oh, that's so Quite amazing, yeah. So mm. they're just pretty special people, yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's inspiration very cool. to me. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. And did you stay in touch once you moved away from Wollongong? Not or? really. I'm not the best at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens. You know, yeah. different yeah. stages in life. Yeah, yeah. different seasons, so, different people. Um, actually, their niece married my brother. Oh, so, there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Connections kind of everywhere. Became family. <laughs> so. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. So. And um, what is your take on discipleship and how do you live that out? What is my take on discipleship? Um, I don't know that I really had thought about what discipleship meant a lot. Mm. Um, I think it sort of just happened for me um, and it kind of, I said before, I kind of skipped from camp to camp a little bit, and mm-hmm. I, and yep. I sort of knew that that wasn't 
great that I needed a more consistent, you know, following of Jesus. Um, mm. And at times I'm, you know, I'm great at reading the Bible and um, I've tried quite a few times and almost made it to read all the way through the Bible in a year. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't beat myself up if I haven't quite got there yet because every time I learn a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, but, yeah, so – but I think – um, in the last number of years here, we've talked a bit more about discipleship at GBC mm. and um, mm. I think it's about following, it's, it's just about following Jesus and knowing that, you know, yeah. he He has a path, um, he's the example for us yeah. um, and that you can't, like you can't follow someone without knowing them. <laughs> so it's about getting to know him yeah. um, and it's about trusting that, you know, he he has the best plan for our life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so I think it's trying to live that out. Mm. Yeah. We have some um, some missionaries from our church who've come back to visit at times and they talk about living your faith out loud. And I think to me that's discipleship is, you know, mm. if you if you have yep. a faith, that yep. should you should be living it. Like, yeah. And people Definitely. should know it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. So I don't awesome. know if that answers the question. No, no, it does. It That's does. Good. It does. Yeah. And and some practical things, you know, that you've been doing, reading the Bible and things like that and following in the footsteps of Jesus, mm. you know. And it is that because sometimes I think you can get a bit hung up on on the the formalities of it, you know, mm. and the overthinking it. Yeah, I'm a big podcast girl, so, oh, so well, I have listened welcome. to all of your podcasts <laughs> <laughs> and pr- I think all of the big threes and I generally listen to the church sermon at least once Apart from hearing it on Sunday, I, I find I don't take everything in in one go, so yeah. <laughs> listen to it again. So I love <laughs> podcasts. I listen to podcasts from other churches. I listen to science t- science podcasts, teaching podcasts, all sorts of things. So yeah, so that's nice. you know when I was um, when I had little kids, it's really hard to sit and have a quiet time like sure. a, a a Bible reading and prayer time, mm-hmm. um, and so. Um, I think then I like I think it was still cassettes when my kids were really little that I was listening to <laughs> just listening to the Bible on cassette. But there I used to do that, you know, while I was washing up and yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, but it's it, it it says in the Bible it's from hearing the word. Yeah, because back in the day they taught from the Torah or like you know, and they said it out loud because a lot of the people were illiterate, so they couldn't read. Mm. So someone that could read would read it to read the Bible to them. Or, you know, what we know as the Bible today. So it's actually from hearing the word is how we learn. Yeah, we obviously we read it as mm. well today because a lot of us can read. But yeah, there's it, still something to be said about so actually something to be hearing, said it, about audibly, hearing it audibly. It? Absolutely, yeah. I think there is. Um, and you, you get and it from somebody else's voice as well. Like yeah, you're not hearing you, you it. You go, oh, own. I wouldn't have put that inflection there, or you yeah, know, your what? own inner monologue is different to how mm. someone would read it. And I think it's great how they have the different languages too. So it's not just in English, obviously, it's in mm. multiple languages audibly for people that can't quite read. Yes. Yeah. As well, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's even some great versions that are very narrative, so they've got different voices doing different characters and yep. oh, you yeah, dramatizations. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. Yeah, and different versions. Yeah, as you say, have different inflections or they have different um, takes on a word. They might change a word slightly. It doesn't change the meaning, but it just change yeah the structure of the sentence or something. Yeah. yeah to mm. make it make make it more colloquial for today's language or something like that yeah. instead mm. of old English or something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so I think um, oh, I think prayer is another, like, obviously, a huge part of discipleship because if you can't 
if you're not talking to God or, yeah. or listening to God, yes. Um, <laughs> yes. then, you know, how, how can you be following him, you know, effectively? Mm. Um, so I tend to, but I, I, I'm not a great sit down and pray for, you know, even 10 or 15 minutes, let alone some people I know are great prayer or prayer warriors and will pray for an hour or two at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tend to just wake up and say, oh, good morning, God, here we are again, you know, <laughs> what next? Um, yeah. Maybe listen to the verse for the day through my version app um, yeah. and and often I'll, you know, pray then um, for whoever comes to mind, whoever yeah. God puts in my heart. That's way to do it. Um, and... Yeah, and then often I pray. Often I, I do a lot of my praying in bed <laughs> or in the car as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm in yeah. the car. On the yeah. way to work I do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a big drive so I'm like so. do a bit of prayer on the way in. It's good. Yeah. Which are kind of sometimes I go, oh, you know, God, I'm, I'm praying and maybe it's, you know, when I'm going to sleep I might fall asleep here. Sorry about that. <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of distracted. I've got to watch the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so but – but you know, God, you're here with me, and let's have yeah. a chat. And absolutely, right. and He's with us always. Mm. So, you know, whenever, whenever is yeah. the time, is God's there. Mm. Yep, mm. that's so, lovely. I love praying with other people. So I love the prayer after the services that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I take advantage of that pretty often. I, I, often I'm like, okay, which thing will I t- <laughs> could I pray yeah. for today? Because there's often dozens yeah. of things that I'm like, oh, we could pray for that or this. Or, I went up on so. Sunday just for a praise point. I'm like, I want to get some get the praise point done, which is just <laughs> yeah. as good as prayer. Went, you know, and the person prayed with me about yeah. it. Because p- people pray differently and I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. you can hear what, yeah. they, what they would extract from what you want prayer for. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's Interesting. right. Interesting, yeah. yeah. And the way that they talk to God has something. You know, tells you something about their relationship with God, and mm. you know, like, oh, that's a bit different than what I've experienced, or you know, yeah. Anyway, makes me think. Mm. So, well, speaking of God with us mm. and the different ways that He walks with us and talks with us and shares with us, um, has there been a significant turning point or faith story in your life where you've seen God at work? Uh, there have been many times where I see God at work, so we talk about it in our life group all the time, you know, where we've seen God at work. Mm. Um, lots of coincidences. But um, <laughs> anyone who knows me really well <laughs> or knew me as a <laughs> teenager yeah. um, would know there is there is one big story in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Here we go. And <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said that I grew up on a farm. So mm-hmm. basically I like – you know, I, I was a little bit isolated on the farm. You know, I didn't – I was – had nothing, no knowledge of really people smoking at school, although I know they did, or, you know, yeah. drugs or sex or alcohol or any of that really, although somebody was saying the other day when did I first – I think one of the kids was asking when did I first drink alcohol and I said I think it might have been at the year 12 champagne breakfast, which it <laughs> wouldn't happen these days. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I was a bit isolated, you know, um, so when I went to uni, um, you know, suddenly you're surrounded by Everything. hundreds <laughs> of other teenagers mm-hmm. um, and I lived in a college with 200 uni students. Just a few. Um, yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, and everybody – and I think because coming away, you know, from your family, you sort of – well, who am I, you know, not away from my family and mm. um, you're still discovering yourself. And yep. um, 
And so I went through a phase there in my first year of uni um, where I, well, I met Peter and um, it was not love at first sight for me, but he would say it, it was for him probably or pretty close. Yeah. Um, cool. But it, yeah, so we started going out sort of in the middle of first year of uni. Yeah. Um, and, but he, like, what, he wasn't a Christian at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, his family had gone to church when he was little um, and then that sort of stopped and so he hadn't been to church for some quite some time, mm-hmm. um, yep. and he said to me at one point, you know, why would I need God? Like life is good, you know, and my heart sank, and I'm like, I knew that I had to make a choice, yeah, um, mm. and I made the wrong one <laughs> basically. Um, so I said to God, you know, uh, I I just want to be loved basically, and I like I knew God loved me, but it wasn't the same, you know, mm. um, and so. Shortly after that, I um, missed a period and found myself pregnant. Ah, okay. As a not much more than 18-year-old. Yep. Mm. Um, and I didn't tell anyone for months. Okay. Um, <laughs> I used to go to sure. uni to 8.30 lectures and for some bizarre reason I would vomit every morning at 9am. Mm-hmm. So lectures were 8.30 to 9.30. So I did a lot of vomiting in the university Toilets mm-hmm. in the middle of lectures, um, which like, and nobody knew. Like, wow. you know, you kept it secret all that yeah. time. Yep. Wow. And so that was pretty big, pretty heavy, um, pretty yeah. stressful. Yeah. Um, I, actually, I went home for holidays in that time for a couple of weeks and mm-hmm. managed to not let my parents find out. Yep. Nobody <laughs> clued on yet. Um, and, yeah, and then came back and I don't even really remember telling Peter and I, you know, worked up the guts to go to the doctor and, yes, um, and then, of course, I had to tell my parents. So um, that was pretty emotional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would have been. Yeah. Um, and then they had to tell the church. So I went home um, at the end of the uni year, at the end of first year. Um, I actually... I got baptised knowing I was pregnant oh. but nobody else knew. Mm. Oh. So God I, knew. Yes. You and God. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. All yeah. Matters, yeah. yeah. So I was like, you know, in my mind I was like, okay, you know, I'd made I made the wrong decision, God. Okay, I, I am gonna I'm gonna trust you. I don't know what how this is gonna work out, but <laughs> yep. yeah, mm. but I have to trust, you know. Um mm. And, like, God is so faithful. So Peter is an amazing person. You know, he may not have been, but he is. (laughs) Um, He stuck by me. Um, My parents were amazing. They, you know, um, I I said to them pretty early up that we were going to look into adoption Mm -hmm. um, because I just couldn't see how I could, you know, have the means to raise a child as an 18-and-a-half-year-old or yeah, I wouldn't have been 19. I wasn't 19 yet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, so they, you know, they drove me to Sydney from Dubbo to visit the adoption agency and the people at the adoption agency were, um, you know, just amazing mm-hmm. the way that they obviously they had great training and dealing with pregnant teens. But um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, 
I don't remember anybody. So my parents got up in front of the little country church and told everybody, you know, mm. what was happening because it was becoming obvious. Um, and nobody there, you know, was critical of me to my faith that I knew of. Yeah. Nobody at Wollongong Baptist Church when I went back to uni at the start of the next year, very pregnant, um, was critical of me. You know, the pastor there met with me before, like just before I came back. Yep. Um, he was amazing. Um, God, <laughs> so little country church, like 30 people. God had put a family there who had not been there very long before I left to go to uni um, who had little kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had been in the same situation. So they oh, had be, been pregnant, I out mean, of wedlock. Tough situation but I know. people that you could speak with I know. that had actually been through it. And wow, so they, you know, yeah. they spent time talking to me about, you know, options and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, they'd chosen to get married and they'd since had other kids. Um, there were there was also a family at Wollongong Baptist Church mm-hmm. who had been in the same situation. Oh, they had whoa. also chosen to get married and had other kids. Um, yeah. uh, they were actually a missionary family, so they weren't always at Wollongong Baptist, but they were there for the few weeks when I returned. Yeah, <laughs> God's like, um, here's some like, more people yeah, for you to, people I know, have to a chat talk with. To. And yeah. then there was another right. another family at the church who um, who were a bit like the the previous couple I told you about, just really welcoming of uni students and just like but an older couple. Yeah. Sure. Um, they had a daughter who wanted to take me out to dinner um, and I'm like, okay. I, <laughs> I wasn't used to going out to dinner because I didn't have any money <laughs> as a uni <laughs> as student. As a uni student, you have two-minute Poor noodles. farmers. <laughs> You're like, um, going out for some chips <laughs> <laughs> and a glass of water. But she took me to the Novotel, <laughs> right. which was, you know, amazing. Oh, that's but nice. She, she had a story where she had become pregnant as well and um, she was basically, she wanted to talk to me because she knew from her parents um, that I was, we were considering adoption Um, and, yeah, she wanted to, you know, talk to me about that and and sort of caution me that that might, yeah, she had a bit of a, she had a different story, not an adoption story but, um, yeah, so these three people Mm. in my, you know, two little circles, one of them, like she wasn't actually a Christian, it was just her parents who went to church, but, yeah, that God put in the path. Um, And then, you know, through the adoption agency, normally they would bring you options to choose, like that that, because there's so many people who want to adopt and so few Mm. babies to adopt. Mm -hmm. Um, There's So they would bring you, they they take, you know, your history and, um, you know, me being a musical and us both being at uni, you know, so they try to match and Peter being very sporty, um, they try to match the adoptive parents to, you know, the types of the, the characteristics that the child is likely to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally they would bring you a few options and tell you, you know, this, these people are like this and this is their history and these people are like this and, you know, and you can choose. But they brought us one couple mm-hmm. because they said these people are like you only 20 years older. Um, and she played the flute. She was a teacher. Um, he was very sporty and, yeah. Oh, how wonderful. Um, we, we just said we wanted him to be raised in a Christian home. Mm. He, the adoptive father was a minister. Yeah. Um, they weren't able to have their own children, so, yeah. Yeah. So, and the one thing we also said was that we, we would like um, our child to 
not be an only child. Um, but the adoption agency said, well, these people are right on the upper age limit mm-hmm. to adopt. Mm-hmm. Like once you get too old, you, you're no longer eligible. Um, mm-hmm. And so they said he probably would be an only child. Um, but then we, we found out a couple of years later that actually there was another child who they just they were the perfect adoptive parents for and they ended up adopting a second child. So they have a sibling after all. So, Mm. yeah, so that, you know, that was very, very difficult. So when – but I – yeah, so many blessings of God through the process. Like as I said, no – I don't know anybody, not even at – no one at uni, I don't remember hearing any derogatory words spoken about me Uh. um, at all and I'm sure there must have been (laughs) perhaps, I don't know, or whether God just kept them away, but I didn't hear them. So, um, And like even down to the the people who were the midwives in the labour ward were just incredible. Um, Mm. And then, you know, the the process is that you – so we were able to see him in the hospital. um, So he stayed in the hospital for five days. Um, We saw him. We took some photos. um, And then they go off – the baby goes to a foster carer for a month. So you have a month to change your mind. Oh, okay. It's Um, a really thoughtful and thought through process, mm, isn't it, for everybody? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the adoptive parents did not know that, like, they did not know that they were expecting a child until, like, the day before, basically, uh, till right at the end of that Until you guys month. have made your decision. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's good because it, it gives you guys enough time to make a decision. Mm. It's been a month. That's, as they say, the cooling off period for mm. some other things in our lives that we know about. Mm. And also <laughs> it gives them the opportunity to go, wow, we're getting a baby and not having to freak for a month in case it's going to be taken exactly, away from exactly. us. So I can see yeah. that's a very good level-headed yeah. kind of way to do it. Yeah. So, okay. so that that was a very hard month, like have I made the right decision? But, mm. you know, we, we prayed, I prayed through the whole process. My parents pray, they're you know, very prayerful people. Mm. Um, the whole church was praying, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah, um, right. And it just seemed to be the right path for us. Yeah. Wow. So. Um, and for that other family too, to think that they were blessed yep. through that as well and yep. they, yep. you know, they were able to have a son yeah. and and yep. you yep. knowing that there was the similarities there. Yeah. Well, so we, we called him Samuel yep. because in the Bible Hannah um, gives Samuel up to serve God in the temple. Yeah. Um, different circumstances to how she became pregnant with Samuel but um, – so we just wanted to give him into God's hands basically to for, for God to give him the life that we didn't think that we could at that young age. Yeah. Sure. Um, and, yeah, and like, yeah, the adoption process is amazing. So, you know, we continued to meet with the adoptive, um, the sorry, the um, caseworkers mm-hmm. and we would get photos and letters about, you know, about his progress. Mm-hmm. Um, he... They, they changed his name. They actually gave him the na- a name which means gift of God, which oh, was pretty special. Oh, wow. special. Um, and it's special. Yeah. So that he kept Samuel as his middle name. So that was oh, nice as well. That's nice. Yeah. Um, and then we got to meet him when he was two. Yeah. Um, we met all of them, um, which was pretty amazing. Um, 
Yeah, and then, you know, I can't. I don't know whether we were married by that point or not. But it took us, yeah, another. It took us another year and a bit to get engaged. Another almost a year to get married. So yeah, yeah sure. So, as I said, God, you know, Peter may not have necessarily been the best, but in fact, the way that Peter became a Christian was pretty amazing as well. In in amongst all my, you know, I choose him, not you, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. You know, God sent a mission team from America to Wollongong Baptist Church, and. Peter became a Christian and, oh, you know, well, so, and he amazing. got baptised the next year and, yeah, so that was pretty amazing. Cool. Um, yeah, but you're right about them, the adoptive parents, having a child that, you know, I I, I know people um, who are like some very close friends of ours um, from here when we first came to GBC, mm. weren't able to have kids for a while and, um, yeah, so tough process and um, the, the it's sort of the epilogue to the story. So often I, often I say to people, you know, I used to cry. In that first month I cried pretty much constantly yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I sure. cried, I'm sure, every year, every day for a couple, a few years. Um, yeah, sure. Because it's hard. It's, it, it felt like at that point I really hadn't had anyone close to me die but, it, you know, you, you carry this child for nine months um, the moving mm. around and like if I could have stayed pregnant for five years, I would have, yeah. <laughs> you know. You loved being pregnant. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, I could have yeah. grown up a bit and maybe I could maybe, have been a mother at Maybe it could point. have been different. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah. you know, that's, yeah, that's just the way it was. Um, mm. But years later, so I'd say it was probably 12, 14 years later, we had both the girls but they were both little, like three and one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were travelling um, to Dubbo in our in a car, in our car, which had just been serviced, and we got sort of part way, and the car conked out. What? Like it stopped working. Oh, right? we're just like, service, we're, we're, come on. We were actually just out of a town, yeah. wow. um, which was nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we that's pulled over convenient. the side of the road, called the NRMA, <laughs> NRMA comes and says oh. they – they didn't put the fan belt on. They changed the fan belt. Oh, didn't put the fan belt on no. properly. No. It's come off. Your engine is destroyed. No. You're not going anywhere. Oh. Like that's what um, the NRA said. Yes, they got the oh, yeah. So we what a found a found a motel in the nearby town. Mm-hmm. Stayed the night, um, and they towed the car, you know, to the NRA yard. And it so happened, coincidence, not um, that this we knew that um, the adoptive parents, one of them had family who lived on a farm near this town. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Is this story going where we think it's going? (laughs) (laughs) And so from the motel, we're like, what are we going to do with the car? Like how long is it going to take the car to be fixed? Mm. You know, we need to get some advice. We need a mechanic, you know. Who Mm. would know where there's a mechanic? Maybe we can. So we rang the adoptive parents yep. and said, mm. would you mind asking them to ring up, like this is our situation, would you mind asking your family to ring us um, wow. and just to give us some local advice? You know, we've got these two little kids here in a motel room with us and we've got this car that's not going anywhere. And um, Anyway, so it was her parents yeah. who rang us. Oh, wow. And we talked oh. about the car and mechanic and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then... Like I've never spoken to them before or since, um, but her mum just said to me, "I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for our grandson. 
and thank you, you know, for giving our daughter a child. Oh, my gosh. Um, and that was just – it was a really – like, you know, it was 12, 14 years later but it was really a healing moment for me Yeah. yeah. Um, to go, yeah. you know, God, God had this under control. Like, I, you know, yeah. I was making choices that, you know, weren't the best um, mm. but, you know, God he, he can bring him. good out of anything. Oh, absolutely. amen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. And like he can make a car break down outside of town <laughs> yeah. 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 so that <laughs> – you can talk to Somebody's them. able to say to me, thank you, and I'm uh, able to get this, you know, healing in my heart. Oh, yes. like, wow. Yeah. God is yeah. so good. What a tearjerker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so, that's amazing. Anyway, the car got towed back to Sydney for repair. My father came from Dubbo to get us, borrowed two car seats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So, what a story. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing uh, that. Thank you. That was that's so right. encouraging. Yeah, so I just yeah, I just think God God is faithful. Mm. Yeah, is my that's my experience. Absolutely. And um, so how how has this changed your life? You know, you've you've had you've adopted out your first child. Now you've you know a few years later you had you know another three children mm. and they've all grown up mm. to a degree you know, yeah. all the way yet, but they're getting there. And, you know, you and Peter stayed together and you're mm, not married and, you know, forming this beautiful life together mm. and yeah. getting to bless another family with a son. Mm. Mm. Yep. So it took us a while before we went, okay, we're ready to have children again. So yeah, there's sure. a 10-year gap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then, of course, we had two girls and Peter was like, two children is enough. <laughs> um, but then, you know, miraculous conversation with a friend of his and he, you know, convinced him that three is pretty good. <laughs> three and is then, the magic number. And then, of course, and then, of course, we have a boy. So, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just, I don't know, even even that is, um, I think if I'd had a boy again initially, that would have been harder. Yeah. So having a girl, I, I don't know. Balanced yeah. it out a little bit. Yeah. But um, I think it just it just makes me conscious that everybody has a story. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and God, God is just at work mm. in every part, you know. Yeah. And, and, and life is hard a lot of the time, like, mm. you know. The world is not the way God intended it to be, no. um, and well, there's there's pain and there's hurt and mm. you know, but He's going to fix all that. My mum has a similar story to you. She mm. had to adopt her first child out for different circumstances, mm. but yeah, so I can totally relate to mm. the story. Mm. Would, yeah, yeah. That's why I was probably getting so choked. I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, this is our story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah, it's amazing. And you know, I hope. To if if people are listening in and they've had a similar journey to you or currently going through something like that themselves now that there is hope mm. That's and right. God will use all things for His glory and and for good. Mm. Mm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I've often wondered. So I heard a podcast, funnily enough, one time, <laughs> um, just an ABC radio. Um, what do they call it eleven o'clock. Um, Richard Feidler's, I think it's just stories with Richard, whatever it is. Anyway, it's, it's people's life stories. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I heard a lady um, on that who, older than me, she had had a, basically didn't have a choice in the matter, had adopted her child out in the 60s or 70s or anyway. Um, and 
when her she then went on to have children later and when her children had grown up she started a like a refuge for pregnant mm. single mothers yep um and I've often wondered whether you know that might be a part of my future and but you just like and like cuz I teach and do playtime and working with high schoolers and preschoolers mm. <laughs> often a I, connection. I, I keep saying to god like <laughs> There's so much people could do in their life and do I, like, you know, mm, mm. do I stay being a juggling two jobs as I am now or, you know, I've got this niggle in my, you know, maybe one day I might be involved in something to do with, you know, helping pregnant teenagers who are in the situation I was in. and Yeah. Mm. But Interesting. Yeah, God just brings people along that you can, you know, talk to at different points about your experiences, whatever they are. Absolutely. Even, you know, thinking on the other side of the fence too, people who are thinking of adopting and what does that look like and Mm. how does that work and, Mm. you know, you've got first-hand experience to Mm. share with them and, Mm. you know, what that looks like and what the process is and Mm. how, you know, how it works for both sides. Yeah. 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 And, like, there's so many people, like my parents obviously lost a grandchild um, oh, that's true. You know, so that, but they've just been so gracious in the whole process. And mm. yeah, mm. yeah, I got to know my mum a lot. <laughs> she was actually very unwell when I was giving birth that first time. Okay. Um, but she was there <laughs> helping yeah. me. Yeah. And, you know, Pete, and Peter was there and she didn't know him very well at that point. And like, true. Oh, parents, parents are amazing a lot of the time. They yeah. are. They come through, don't they? Mm. Yeah. You need to appreciate them. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So just to round it out, how how are you following Jesus? Um, I think basically day by day, like some people say to me, you know, how do you do everything you do? (laughs) (laughs) Um. And I just and like even even people at playtime will say, oh, you've got three kids. I can't imagine having three kids because they've only got one at that point. And I say, well, mm. you just you have one, and then think, oh, maybe I have another one. And and you know that's that's a juggle um, having mm. two. And and but you just do one step at a time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I know Mark Rader, our senior pastor, talks about projects, and you know projects are so big and. Uh, but if you can go, okay, what's the next step? Yeah, um, that's right. And I think it's like that with following God too. It's like I, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and so often I sort of knock myself down. Actually, I think it's Satan talking in your ear a lot of the time going, you know, you're not good enough, you don't yeah. do enough yeah. of this, you don't Trying do enough of that. Trying to some seeds yeah. of doubt there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> but I've sort of come to realise that, you know, God, God is love and God is merciful and gracious and yeah. um, and you just do what you can do in his strength, mm-hmm. um, relying on the Holy Spirit, trying to listen, you know, and follow to his promptings. And um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's what I've learned more recently is is the, you know, listening to the Holy Spirit and following him um, and like he and, and getting to know God more, like, you know, the more you talk to people who also mm. follow God, you get to know. Um, yeah. And the more you read the Bible, obviously, you know, it's God's word, you get yeah. to know him. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's focusing, it's making a choice to follow him, you know. Mm. Um, 
and do it day by day. And things things are hard and you and and that's okay. Like, you know, the Psalms are full of people going, Oh my goodness, why is life like this, God? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. and and yet he is faithful and he yeah. has a plan. Um and so I think it's it's I follow him through trust and um perseverance. Um yeah. Reading his word, praying, connecting with other Christians, you know, getting encouraged that way and trying to encourage, trying to serve, you know. Yeah. I just I love seeing the faith of the little kids in the preschool kids zone. Um yeah. you know. And then they'll they'll see you after church when you you know, everybody's having coffee and they'll run and they go, Oh, they'll give you a little wave and oh, you know. That's cute. You just think you never know. Like I think back, you know, you asked who influenced my faith and it's so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you just think, well, I could be one of those people for someone else. Yeah. Mm. So, Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, thanks so much for coming on, Medwin. Your story is mind-blowing. It's just really was encouraging to hear what you had to do in your life as a teenager and, and going through that process. Mm-hmm. It's really encouraged both of us today and I'm sure it's encouraged the listeners. Um, Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And, you know, story of hope and trust and and knowing that God's working even when maybe we can't see it or don't know it at that point in time. So thank you so much, Medwin. It's been a delight to have you on. Yeah, thanks so much, Medwin. See you around, GPC. Thank you. See you. Thanks for listening to the We Are The Church podcast. We hope this inspired and encouraged you on your own journey of discovery and faith. If you or anyone you know has a faith story to share, please get in touch with us. You can reach us at office at guymebaptist.org.au. Also, if you would like to know more about Jesus, pray with someone or come along to Guymee Baptist Church, please check out the Guymee Baptist Church website at guymebaptist.org.au. Until next time, I'm Adam. And this is Brianna saying, God God bless bless and and peace peace be be with you. you.